Hello and welcome to episode 179 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello. How's it going? Every week I just get surprised by the number whenever you say Yeah, it. it's crazy <laughs> isn't it? I'm like, oh we're like on 130 or something. <laughs> yeah, we should really start thinking about like, are we going to do anything for 200? Um, Let us know guys. Yeah, because it's like... You know, it always feels like these momentous occasions, like you should do something, but then ultimately mm. it is just a number, and we do just like talking about new movies every week. So, I don't know. Yeah, it's nice to do something a bit different, but I guess we'll figure that out. Yeah, it We've depends what's out around that time as well, because um, it's sometimes nice. Like I think one fifty was midsummer, I believe, so that was like a nice. nice. Like at least we saw something nice. that, like that was cool. Should um, we just like coast it this year and then time two hundred with Fright Fest? yeah yeah that would be very slow schedule for us indeed um one but, a month from now on guys yeah but um no for now we're gonna be talking about villains this week um Ooh. just a brief mention as well because i forgot to mention last week um of course last week we did our sort of m- uh, major preview for a lot of upcoming movies for the rest mm. of the year um so definitely check that out if you haven't already um but yeah i was going to mention during that that obviously we're going to be getting into a lot of these new films very very soon um um, but obviously hopefully. January, yeah, hopefully, um, depending on the release dates in the UK, of course. Um, yeah. But there is still movies that we haven't seen from uh, late last year that are still being available to us, especially in the UK. Mm. Um, obviously, we talked about The Lighthouse last Lighthouse. week, which was, <laughs> yeah, which was fantastic that we mm. finally got to see this awesome movie. And mm. um, yeah, there was still a few more on our radar. So, of course, mm. Villains, uh, we're going to be talking about this week, which was on our mm. radar. Um, and then probably next week at this point, but definitely in the in the foreseeable future, we're going to be talking about Parasite, mm. um, which is sort of a horror adjacent movie, I guess. But um, both very yeah. excited for it, and obviously it's getting a lot of hype already in the award season. So congratulations yeah. to it. Got um, itself its Oscar noms, which is pretty exactly. Crazy. Yeah, and it won some globes already, so yeah. it's looking good. Um, and uh, yeah, Countdown was another one that was a, a much smaller release from last oh, year. Yeah. But it was I remember definitely that. Interested to us, and that is now available um, digitally. So yeah, yeah, that's another one. And there, there are a it couple was probably others. our main one that we had opportunity to see, and yeah. the planets just didn't align. It had a very short theatrical run, and um, it was out for like a I, week. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember what there was at the time, but there are a couple of bigger on-demand mm. things that interested us. It might. I feel like it was kind of around the time that. Um, uh, oh Christ! The Soskers, um, came, yeah, uh, Rabid, Rabid, and I think it else. was because it was just yeah. after Doctor Sleep. I think, yeah, it was around that like late, like early November when all those and, Halloween releases had come yeah. out of demand. Um, yeah, Satanic Panic. That was the other one I was thinking of, and kind of we we picked up these Blu-rays and just really wanted to jump into them. But yeah, yeah. So once there's a spare week, but yeah, we will be getting into like some actual proper new releases. The Grudge uh, is coming out on the 24th in the UK, um, so we'll be checking that out. Ooh. And Underwater, which I think is also out in other territories already, um, is apparently out the 7th of Feb in the UK. Um, so again, like we're already getting shafted with the releases. It's only a few weeks, but it's still bloody frustrating because <laughs> mm. I like to say a lot of people will just glance at the feed and be like, why aren't you guys talking about these movies? And it's cause they're not out. We try us. guys. We try. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll get to them when we can. Um, but first the news, there is actually some noteworthy news finally mm-hmm. kicking things off in 2020. It seems like it's been a while and, um, yeah, we've got four news stories here. A lot of, uh, TV talking about here as well. Um, 
obviously we didn't like do a massive preview for the tv um yeah. especially because there's a lot but TV sometimes does just like drop very quickly as well yeah it? exactly like these news stories will prove mm. that and, um but yeah 2020 looks to be a really interesting year for genre television mm. obviously a lot of shows returning that we're already either fans of or you know have seen in the past and but then a lot of new stuff as well um so yeah just going through this uh, order as kind of as they became available the first one uh, is about american horror story um probably the least interesting out of all these news stories but it was something that we have pretty cool though yeah kind of we discussed last year how so during season nine 1984 um the plan at that time was that fx had only renewed up until season 10 yeah um which was always going to come out late 2020 um later this year and we still don't know exactly what the theme is yet um i'm sure we'll get that soon um and yeah kind of uh ryan murphy uh you know creator of the show was kind of potentially teasing that it might be the end for the show um and said a lot of things like he wanted to bring back a lot of actors and kind of give the show the big send-off well we might still get that this year but it's certainly not the end of american horror story um because they have renewed it for a further three seasons it's madness Uh, man like it's got to that many seasons yeah madness yeah like so yeah we're getting 10 this year and then we're gonna get at least at least 11 12 and 13 yeah (laughs) That's crazy. Which is mad, yeah. Like, like you say, like to get to a thirteenth season of a of a horror yeah. show, we got pretty six nuts. of Lost, man. Like, that's all <laughs> yeah. I'm saying. Um, I know. I just it's crazy, isn't it? The what do you think the new season of American Horror Story is going to be? No idea. Literally, no idea. Vampires. I mean, yeah, We've something along those lines. Um, I feel. I feel like we're. You know, with like Bliss last year and a couple of mm. other things, I feel like they're coming back ripe. in fashion. Yeah, I feel like it. I feel like it's going to happen. It's going to be the year yeah, of the vampire. Exactly. I feel like um, you Blade know, coming in the in a very yeah. far away, but it is coming. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you know, someone else other than Marvel better have a go. Yeah. Well, I guess I guess Morbius isn't quite Marvel, but let's not get into that. But yeah, I was going to say that's another, we could spend a lot of time on that because that trailer was um was confusing to say the least. <laughs> Maybe we'll talk about it at the end of the show if you want to talk about it because I was yeah confused to say the yeah. least by I think a lot, a lot of people going on. were including people at disney <laughs> yeah i bet kevin feige was very confused <laughs> as to what was going on that trailer because um, i own the rights to that guy <laughs> yeah and that poster anyway. like it was confusing but we'll, we'll yeah we'll, sure, we'll get to that yeah. um but yeah that's there's not really too much more to add on this more more american horror story i hope it's good again um, oh yeah that's what we're talking about <laughs> yeah <laughs> um fingers crossed but yeah i'm just like you say i'm sure we'll be we'll, we'll always be talking about it. it's probably one of like our most talked about it's the most it's our constant yeah because american like you say it's been there every single year you know we've covered mm. it like four years now which is mm. pretty nuts um but yeah, yeah next two up... things are certain american horror story <laughs> and mike flanagan yes and one of those things is always good um but uh next up is a really this is an interesting one because um again it's something that we talked a lot about is the is chucky chucky in mm. general obviously massive mm. fans of all forms of chucky and yeah. um the chucky tv show obviously we knew about it pff, 2018 i think yeah. um late 2018 and obviously going into child's play remake last year um that obviously muddied the waters regarding the canon and all that stuff and yeah last year was very quiet on that front we, mm, we pretty it, much got no updates it seemed like it was you know doomed really. yeah it seemed like it was dead in the water yeah 
Um, but no, uh, and so a Deadline has reported all of this stuff as well. Um, mm. So they've reported that apparently um, Sci-Fi have given a straight-to-series order for Chucky. Um, yeah. So but I think what that means, because it's always weird with like American TV, because a lot of the time... Yeah, like, I think it with, just means they're with, not having to produce a pilot, presumably. Yeah, because like sometimes they produce a pilot and then based upon that, like like they did the Tremors pilot, which has never actually been officially released, um, yeah. where it was like a Tremors TV show with Kevin Bacon returning, yeah. and then we saw like images from it, and there is like some footage of it online, which was crazy to watch, and yeah. then yeah, it just never really happened. Um, and yeah, like I think sci-fi were initially linked with this, obviously when we talked about it before. Um, mm. So I don't really know exactly what the news is here. Like, I feel like we already knew a Chucky TV series was coming to sci-fi. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I wonder how far they got down the production pipeline until sci-fi just decided, nah, this, this is just something we don't need a pilot, just just go all in. Because obviously, um, you know, with, with, you know, recording a pilot and then recording the rest of the season, especially depending on how long a season is, if you're mm. talking six episodes, it can be quite disjointed because there can always yeah. be a year between pilot and then the second episode. So, mm. um, you know, I guess they just decided that they're going to take a gamble on Chucky, you know, which um, I don't blame them. I wondered if it was a case of just putting it on pause as well, with obviously a lot of the Charles Play remake stuff happening last year. It was a case of, right, you know what, yeah, 2019 let, just let isn't the time happen. to release this. Yeah. Yeah, because they know like Child's Play two. If there if that does happen, which we've not heard anything about a potential sequel, but like it's not coming out in twenty twenty. Mm. Um, so they've got this year to themselves. Um, but yeah, what's rather interesting the kind of quote here. Um, we do get a lot of information actually about what the TV show is going to look like. Um. So it says in the new Chucky TV series, after a vintage Chucky doll turns up at a suburban yard sale, an idyllic American town is thrown into chaos as a series of horrifying murders begin to expose the town's hypocrisies and secrets. Um, meanwhile, the arrival of enemies and allies from Chucky's past threatens to expose the truth behind the killings, as well as the demon doll's untold origins as a seemingly ordinary child who somehow became this notorious monster. So there's a lot there's in there. A, there's a lot to unpack. <laughs> yeah, I think first and foremost, a vintage Chucky doll is interesting. Um, you know, then going off it, a, an arrival of enemies and allies is interesting. Um, and then also the fact that it says it's focusing on we're going to probably see Charles Lee Ray as a child, yeah, and and see how he became a killer who then obviously ended up in the in the Chucky doll. Um, interesting isn't it like the, the fact There's that they give away this much i'm like wow okay yeah. we're already starting to see a sense of what this show is going to be like uh question <laughs> is um ash gonna rock up as an enemy slash ally to <laughs> chucky because he's I'm retired just, mate he's bollocks is he uh, <laughs> he's about as retired as i am <laughs> He he will play Ash at any given moment, including mm -hmm. upcoming video games on the Nams. Um, yeah. yeah, what do you think? You know, sci-fi uh, bringing the two together. I don't the, know what we finally want: Ash versus. Let's not let's not make this even more complicated than it already is. Um, I'm just saying. Because, yeah, like, obviously, when we first heard about this TV show, again, like, I'm, I'm sure so much has changed. But the initial pitch from Don, yeah. who I should add, is directing at least the first episode uh, yeah. that was also confirmed in this news story. Um, he, they said it was a continuation of the canon. Mm. So, obviously, post-Cult of Chucky, there was a lot of interesting stuff going on. Yeah. Um, with Andy, with multiple Chuckies, with Fiona's character, with Tiff. Um, so... 
I feel like they're going to start by throwing this doll in this town and setting up new characters. And I feel like through the course of the season, yeah, they're probably going to reveal. Turn up. Yeah, we're going to see Tiffany. You're going to see like you know Chucky possessing Fiona and all that stuff. And I do think it will continue that, and that's what I hope. And to tie that in with Andy in some way. Um, but yeah, I, like, I just don't even know what it can mean anymore because what mm. does what does um, Charles Re- Lee Ray inside a doll mean anymore? Yeah, you know. Um, and in terms of kind of like, you know, the, the whole point of the franchise for the longest time was him trying to get out. Yeah. And obviously now, like, that is very blended and kind of, you know, is that as important? Probably not, you know. And so no, I think it was in it Bride, go? wasn't and, it, when they had that revelation for the first time where the first three movies, his plan kind of mm. got foiled. And I feel like it's because it's that iconic moment. I do get muddled, but I'm pretty sure it was the end of Bride when he was kind of like, no, I'm Chucky. Like, I love being Chucky. Like, this is great. Oh, you know? it was. Yeah. 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 So, like, I feel like since then, they've really changed that dynamic and it isn't about him trying yeah, to... Yeah, because obviously in... In, body. in, um, uh, in what was it? Seed of Chucky. Yeah. He, he basically rebels against them when they want to get out of the bodies, you know, in the end as well. Like, yeah, because he's he fighting with Tiffany who yeah. doesn't agree with him at that you know, point. And kind of, you know, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I'm just, yeah. I'm down for more. And like, definitely, especially because they they say continue the canon. It doesn't mean that it has to continue linear from the mm. last movie. It just needs to stay true to the franchise and keep that timeline going. Like this could happen in conjunction with the other stuff, and like, yeah. you know, and then have a movie tie in the the two together. But yeah, yeah. I definitely think, especially with that movie, it, it was it was clever in the sense that it created multiple Chuckies for the first time. Mm-hmm. So it's very easy for it to just be like, no, this is canon because this is just one of the Chucky dolls mm. got sent away from the mental asylum and randomly ended up in this small town. And now this whole TV show is going to be based upon just that. Yeah. And that does work. Um, so, yeah. yeah, I like the idea of, Chuck, you know, him having a side project where he's just like, do you know what? I get bored chasing Andy. I'm just going to like fuck with this American town for a little bit. Yeah, for mm. sure. So I can't wait. I, and it doesn't actually say 2020, but I, I hope that it does come out this year. Um, man, your your TV release date list is even more ropey than my upcoming <laughs> film list, man. Well, well next least, up. Hey, man, I, I put a date on my things. That's all I'm <laughs> yeah. saying. <laughs> um, next up is a is a real interesting one. Probably the biggest noteworthy news story. The one that got the most kind of traction throughout this week um, is a brand new announcement of a TV show. Um, and it is the fact that apparently, um, again, reported by Deadline, um, CBS are going to be developing a, a TV show that follows Clarice Starlin um, post the events of Silence of the Lambs um, yeah. with the title Clarice. Hashtag save Hannibal. <laughs> yeah, which uh yeah, I'm sure has irked a lot. <sighs> <laughs> yeah. Um but it's that's the thing. Yeah, and it's so yeah, set in nineteen ninety-three, mm-hmm. apparently a year after the events of Silence of the Lambs, and it is gonna okay. be very much just like a she is a FBI officer who's obviously hunting down these murderers and sexual mm. predators and all that sort of stuff, and it's gonna be like I imagine like a case of the week type thing. And it's yeah. surprise it's Clarice Stalin ra- rather than just another random, you know, yeah. FBI agent. Um because CBS as well have like a million of these police type dramas. They have criminal minds and CSI and all of these different shows. Mm. Um, so this is very much in their wheelhouse, not the horror aspect of it, just like the police drama aspect of it. Yeah. Um but yeah, are you excited? Uh no. Um not massively i need to know Mm. more about it because of what you've just said there the fact that cbs lean heavy into these crime dramas and is this a crime drama with a name slapped on it or is it more true 
you know, to the franchise as we know it. Like, uh, that needs to be unearthed before I get excited. I mean, mm. you know, I love almost everything that's been in the Hannibal uh multiverse at this point so like i'm i'm down for something but but right now yeah everything that's being said i'm i'm very cautious and not too sure yeah yeah i agree and, and, like, I, and I feel a little bit triggered by the fact that this is happening <laughs> and you know the hannibal show was something that i uh, like it's on my biggest like sins like i haven't seen that final season yeah um I've really, I really haven't watched any of it, and I would love to yeah. watch it. But like you say, I'm so salty. Like to commit three seasons of it, knowing that it kind of had this abrupt yeah. ending, um, is sad. Oh, it was so good. Like the, mm. the season two finale was so good, man. Like so good. <laughs> I don't know how I didn't come back to it for season three. Like the, that's that's part of the problem. I'm part of the problem. <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> um, it had a terrible release. I remember just like I remember like seeing there was like eight episodes out. I was like, what Hannibal's back? Mm. and then like and then i heard it was cancelled i'm like well i guess that's that boat's well i mean was it even like was it readily available on a uk channel uh yeah it was very odd it was on a it was on a obscure sky channel not one of the main ones it was like on living or something weird like that I, I thought right. it was like on a weird one and that's why i didn't know it came out yeah i mean that's why it's because like something like nosferatu it's just like we can't physically show our support for that show in this country mm. like yeah. even the blu-ray which came out is a region <laughs> one locked blu-ray and it makes me fucking sick I know. Um, because i want to own that so bad and it just oh it's so annoying because i love hey, that man, show. we got ash wrestling all dead yeah we did um but yeah no clarice i agree with you like it of course it could be good but yeah I, th this doesn't um excite me in any way no. um because of who's making it and uh, what i will say is good luck trying to cast that role um because they had to do that once before and i wasn't a fan that time either and i can't imagine that this movie or this tv show is going to be even remotely as good as the film hannibal um mm. and that still had the issue of of recasting because jodie foster didn't want to come back and i just mm. i see her face when i think of Carrie starlin and i can't really think of anyone else yeah um, i know what you mean i i didn't have massive issue with hannibal throughout especially because she's such a different clarice and it makes mm. sense um you know but it would have been awesome to have, obviously, Jodie Foster come back and give us that kind of um, Linda Hamilton, Sarah Connor, T2 kind of moment, like much yeah. more hardened and see that, that change. But, but yeah, I didn't have a massive issue with it. But yeah, it's very hard to cast. And obviously, will they cast a Hannibal or what? Like, because yeah. obviously, post-silence, he is out there. So yeah. does he taunt Clarice or anything like that? I mean, there has to be something in there. Otherwise, what's the point? Yeah, you um, wonder if, like, season one, they just maybe have, like, him sending her letters or something yeah. to, like, maybe set it up down the line. But... Yeah, but at some point they have to cast him. And again, like, you've you've all, you've got, like, the perfect Hannibal Lecter and Anthony Hopkins. And then, obviously, Mads just, just like, I can't believe there's a Hannibal that I love almost as much that, that's out yeah. there. So I'm like, they're, they're, how can they do that three times? When was when was Hannibal set? Was it, like, pre-Red <sighs> Dragon? Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah, so, so yeah, this is obviously the, a bit more awkward because yeah. it's set after Silence of the Lambs. Because so. season three was when they introduced Red Dragon. I believe. Oh, nice. Um, and that's why I didn't quite get that far. <laughs> I, I like, I yeah, I agree with you. Like 
it it blows my mind that i haven't seen that show yeah. <laughs> because i love the movie so much and yeah i love mad so much as oh, well he's incredible so. he's so good and yeah. yeah i can't go into it but it, yeah it's criminally underrated even it's by all myself. on netflix uk now as well like, i should yeah. watch it even though yeah. it'll sad me i'm committing i'm committing <laughs> it's my new year's resolution like if i sat and watched the, the goddamn puppet master movie i know <laughs> i'm commi- i'm committing this is this is my next this is the next thing i'm gonna jump down Hannibal yeah. tv show i'm doing well, it our next news story, and our final news story, um, speaking of uh, disappointing messes, <laughs> um, Twilight Zone. Um, obviously, season two is happening. Um, yeah, where do we even start with this one? They basically, they announced a lot of stuff regarding I think, season I think two. We're, I think we're good. I think that's... that's <laughs> yeah, well, they, they announced a whole host of like the writers and the cast and all that stuff, but there's only really one I have one. Thing. I have one question. I have one mm. question. How much is Jordan Peele involved? Well, obviously, as we discussed last year, um, you know, he didn't have any creative control whatsoever in season one. He was a narrator slash host and he executive produced the show, but no writing credits, no directing credits. And we said, obviously, after our disappointment of the season that we're not asking for miracles. Like we get that he's not going to do every single episode or anything crazy like that. Um, But obviously you look at the schedule with of announced stuff and he does seem to be a less busy man in 2020 than he was in 2019 and so there was potential that he could have more hands-on with the season two um and also you know it doesn't like um take away from his achievements obviously in the genre but it is the first time in genre television he's been attached to something that wasn't a complete success and so yeah like i think we said like we can't he can't have another season and so the the news here is that he is writing one episode okay um okay you've got me twilight zone you've got me (laughs) <laughs> interested yeah this to me is like the absolute bare, bare minimum um yeah i think we i think we said like as a bare minimum we wanted him to write and direct one episode and i do hope that changes because i do think that him just writing is a little bit like i'm glad you know it's awesome that he had a fun idea that he wanted to put in the show um but i also especially with Candyman, like this year now that's going to be two projects that jordan is just a writer of and I'm going to be disappointed to see like, like he has such a distinct style behind the camera and I'm, and it's disappointing that we right now, anyway, we have no idea when we're going to next see that um, mm. after us, obviously like he has no announced upcoming director projects. Look, these that, new line really deals take a little bit of time. He's got to speak <laughs> to an estate like, um, you know, it's complicated. Yeah. All right. We will get um, the news soon. All right. I've, I have it on reliable sources hopefully i didn't even realize this because like um i said this is just like a small tangent because i saw flash was trending the other day on twitter like you know the superhero flash and did you, did you know who's apparently directing that movie i love how we managed to keep putting these superhero things in no who's directing um andy muskay is the oh, supposed oh, I did director see that. i did see that yeah and i was like i was like i didn't yeah. even remember that i didn't know that he'd like like that's another no, horror guy that we've lost to, to the superheroes yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean muskay doesn't surprise me because of like the gangbuster budget yeah, and the hype and scale like if anyone was gonna go it was him mm. and like that was my fear with flanagan when he had like the budget behind him for yeah. doctor sleep but thankfully for us it didn't provide the other way so yeah. he's still with us guys <laughs> yeah um, he's not gonna james warn us although he's back yeah, he's back baby 
exactly but yeah back to this like you say this this is something this is definitely i had like no excitement for a season two and now i'm like well i'm I'm definitely gonna watch one episode yes i hope it's the opener so at least i do as well move on (laughs) but i hope that he changes his mind and he's like halfway through he's like you know what screw it i'm gonna goddamn direct this as well because i I love the idea of like especially if he bookended the series like that's kind of what i wanted from it yeah was like he opens and closes the series and being the host a jordan peele sandwich would have been the 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 ultimate really i love the idea of him being the host and being like check this shit out that i made like i love that that's such like a baller move and so yeah i would i would love to see that that would have been pure jordan peele (laughs) um but yeah it's something i guess Mm -hmm. um but yeah, that's it for the news. Like I say, a bumper okay, TV stuff. Well, I thought that yeah. was all fairly interesting this week, actually. Yeah. So um, TV 2020 catch up. I guess there must have been like some conference call or whatever where it's like, right, investors, we all need to announce all of our like TV yeah. crap for the next year. So <laughs> got some interesting stuff in there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, should we talk about this week's film? Oh, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> let's talk about villains. So yeah, obviously, like we said at the start of the show, um, this was one that was on my radar for quite a while, actually. I remember just looking up stuff for the show ages ago and even, you know, pre-It Chapter 2 and mm. hearing about this movie, um, obviously through the Bill Skarsgård connection and yep. being like, oh, okay, he's doing another genre film. Awesome. Look forward to that. And then never heard anything about it. <laughs> and no, very weird. Continue, continue to look it up. The kind of release dates that I kept seeing on wiki and IMDb had, had come and gone. And yeah, some people in America had seen it. I'm not sure what type of release it got. Um, I'm assuming very small. Um, mm. And yeah, it seemed like it's just got like uh, uh, convention dates on IMDb. Right. Okay. Like all around August, September. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I know some people saw it. I think it was on some lists that uh, international <coughs> listeners had sent us as well. Um, yeah. So people liked it. And so, yeah, yeah, we finally have got to see it now because it's on mm. demand. Because, <laughs> of course, that's what we have to wait for in the UK, which is always fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, need. we've seen it. So let's talk mm. about it. What's, what's the, yeah, is there any is there any other setup to this film? Um, yeah. I mean, his I guess... co-star as well is very uh, known in the genre scene. Yeah. 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 Um... Uh, what was her name? Is um, it Micah Monroe? Yeah, Micah Monroe. Hey, I've got yeah. the page up again now. Yeah, obviously from yeah, it follows kind of yeah, uh, the guest. obviously the guest. Yeah, which awesome is awesome movie. Yeah, um, both awesome yeah. movies. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, obviously starring Bill Skarsgård as well, which mm. um, obviously is very exciting to see him in something very different. Yeah, um, which was cool. Um, and obviously a deep cut for you with uh, Jeffrey Donovan. Jeffrey Blair Donovan. Witch Project. Two Book of Shadows fame. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's right, that. bro. That's right, bro. <laughs> Is he like the other lead guy, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I I can't even picture what he was in Blair Witch Two. Uh, I do Nor can I, bro. But I, I he looked so familiar to me that I like. Yeah, he was it. very familiar. Yeah, and then I was like, wow, that's like the only thing I could think of. Like on his IMDb, but it was pretty. <laughs> I was like, okay, fair enough, fair enough, man. Like, oh my um, god i'm now looking at pictures of him my god he was young <laughs> to be well, fair yeah, that was 20 years ago 20 years ago <laughs> um that's crazy yeah, yeah back to the movie in question <laughs> i thought you'd appreciate that deep cut though. that was awesome i appreciate it's a, it's, that. A, it's a it's a fan favorite for you anyway um <laughs> it's great yeah film. so it's obviously um scars and um micah what was it mickey and jules um yes 
are basically a kind of modern day Bonnie and Clyde. Um, modern day Mickey and Mallory. Yeah, Mickey and Mallory. Yeah, yeah. Um, or Mickey and Jules. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, amateur criminals that have basically just kind of um, robbed a uh, gas station and drove away without filling up their uh, car with gas mm. and <laughs> a little bit down the road run out of gas um, that was a great joke oh, i really oh, it's fantastic that. yeah so it was a, yeah leading into this this movie is a kind of black comedy um mm. and and very much leans into the comedy side um from from the opening scene we see them rob this kind of uh, a gas station and the banter between kind of mickey and jules is just kind of instantly there there's this instant chemistry and this instant kind of just like dark humor you know just just kind of witty banter you know they can't open the till so they quickly want to they need to buy something to open the till and they spend like 20 <laughs> seconds picking the right chocolate bar uh, you know and then and and just little things like that that, that was yeah. it was it, it put a smile on my face yeah pretty much from the opening scene like and I was like, oh, okay, this this is interesting. Like this, this is this is a really quick paced. It jumps yeah. straight into it, and there's instant chemistry between these two that I really like. And you know, normally it takes a movie quite a bit to establish that. Um, yes, yeah, the, the, like it's worth noting, like you say, the breakneck pace that starts mm. in this movie is like it's unreal because you really feel like where's the setup and it's like well it doesn't need it it shows yeah. you these two characters and i completely agree with you you immediately yeah. understand who the characters are you get that back and forth and like i say with three minutes of this movie starting i know everything i need to know about yeah. you know going into this movie which is fantastic yeah and so yeah the, these criminals are you know they're, they're not they're not very intelligent they've driven away from a gas station without filling up gas um, they they break down in the middle of nowhere and kind of spot this house that's in the middle of nowhere and mm. um, basically decides to um, uh, break in and they steal a car that they see in the garage, which I was confused by because I was like, there's a car in the garage. Do they not think there's like people at home? But they kind of seem that's to assume that there's like no one at home. Because they didn't um, knock or anything, did they? They just like no. break in. So they just like break in and then um, kind of make themselves at home. And it's just kind mm. of fun how they, they procrastinated so easily and just suddenly just started like robbing this house, just half trashing it and half just exploring it. Mm. Um, and I guess... Um, I won't go too much into spoilers from here other than that they kind of um, stumble upon, shall we say, like a dark secret that the homeowners yeah. have that make the homeowners much more sinister and kind of flip things on its head, um, you know, similar to kind of like a don't breathe where, they, where you suddenly you're like, oh, hang on, they've broken into someone's house, but maybe the person's house they've broken into isn't quite as uh, friendly as it once seemed. Yeah, and that um, becomes, like, the main focus pretty much for the rest of the movie. Yeah, yeah. And then kind of, yeah, the rest of the movie is almost like a flip-on-its-head home invasion movie where they want to get out of the house that they've mm. invaded, um, which is always fun. Like, you've yeah. just thrown in the... I've just thrown in the words home invasion movie, which is, <laughs> kind of piques my interest. Um, yeah, little reference yeah. to Don't Breathe as well, which is always yeah, nice. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know, and, and yeah, the, that's, that's kind of the setup, really. I don't think we want to go too much further there. I'm already treading around things. Yeah, I don't think we need to right now. Um, 
But uh, yeah, I mean, thoughts on this movie. Um, I really liked it. it like you say, it, it starts so quick. And that was something that I really appreciated. Um, and this is a very lean movie. I think when credits start, it's about an hour and 23 minutes, um, yeah. which is very short. And uh, it's, it pretty much has no wasted time. I think there's one section where our two lead characters get split up. And that's one of the only times where the movie slows down a little bit. And I get why they do it because they need to set up another two characters, um, which so like for the purpose of the overall movie, I think it's worth it um, because then you really understand everyone's motivations in the movie. But it was moment to moment. I was a little bit like the first, um, I don't know, 15 minutes of the movie. I was just in love with it. Um, I love their interactions so, so much. Like they immediately had this great chemistry and this uh, great comedic elements. Um, So much. And so like once they are split up, you're, you're, you've shown me something that I love so much and then you're immediately taking it away. And so that was like a little bit frustrating. Um, But luckily it didn't last too long because then like you say, you then get them back together and they're just, they steal the show so well. Like it was such great casting. Um, obviously, we we know how great these actors are anyway, individually in in their own rights in different movies. But yeah, in those movies that we've already referenced, they don't play characters like this in the slightest, um, and they work. So again, just shows you how diverse they are as actors. But I just appreciated like the fun they were having on screen. It was it was leaping out at me. We saw so much more from Skarsgård who has showed how terrifying he can be in movies um and the limited other stuff i've seen him in like castle rock he's been a lot more subdued and he's kind of played the more creepy character um whereas this is a way more exuberant flamboyant um type type performance and so i appreciate that because it was very different he's Um, so charismatic in it as well isn't he just you know it's infectious there relationship and the way they are that you yeah you're instantly rooting for them yeah 100 percent. like he he is showing that he has so many different layers yeah, like i'm continually blown away by how impressive he is as an actor and i think that we've guys only... an onion yeah i think again we're only starting to see the, scratch the surface because we are going to see so much more from this guy over the the coming years i hope um mm. continue in the genre and yeah it's going to be special like i can't wait to continue to see him because what he's done so far has been incredible um but yeah overall like really enjoyed the movie so funny um like it's it's not overtly trying to make you laugh at times but it has this like charm to it where i feel like at all times i pretty much had a smile on my face yeah, and then it's kind of slapsticky but mm. not but never like giving you that cheesy like punchline you know they never yeah you you always feel like the carpet's going to be pulled away but it never does get pulled away in a super cheesy way but you've got that kind of buzz behind it it's, it's it's an odd one isn't it the way yeah it, like it's, it's the energy from the from mm. the two leads i think is what does it really yeah like um, the whole the whole cast is so energetic on screen like you say there's because there's no wasted time you're going from moment to moment so quickly there are so many like funny moments and even if you personally didn't think it was funny they're on to the next thing so quickly so there'll always be something to like kind of like tether yourself to um and there is like some real drama in here as well which i appreciated yeah. um but yeah like just overall a really pleasant movie i think that maybe in a few months it might become forgettable um but for now i really enjoyed it um it did remind me a lot of 68 kill um which we saw a while ago mm. and a lot of people might not have even seen at this point but that was like a similar style movie a couple of years ago where it had a lot of comedic moments but it was a lot of these kind of like 
silly characters that were trying to commit crimes and get themselves in these fucked up situations mm. and um i do think 68 kill was slightly better overall as a movie um but this movie had like singular elements i enjoyed a lot more like i liked the cast a lot more in this movie than i did of that one um yeah but yeah just overall like i really enjoyed this movie and i think that it's to me it's the exact type of movie that um stuff like netflix and even potentially shudder um should acquire because like you know not it didn't get a huge a huge release at all obviously mm. in like theatrical no. release and no, it's we've like had to really movie. yeah like we had to dig it out and it's one that obviously we're switched on and the fact that it has this uh big name actor that we really enjoy but like most people's like i was said the exact same things about 68 kill um which mm. i think might have ended up on shutter or somewhere eventually um Did, but it's like we was that not on netflix i don't know i don't think so right. um Maybe but or maybe it came to something else after the fact but yeah it's like it's one of those movies where i think it just needs to be put in front of eyeballs i think last year netflix did a great job with the perfection where they immediately picked it up and just put it out straight away and so this is a movie that like yeah like if this was thrown on netflix and it does have like say a guy that people really like right now who's like in trend people would check it out and i think most people would really uh, like it so and we've spoke a lot as well with Netflix regarding their whole 2019 and how like TV front, they're still killing it. But like their film front is barren to say the mm, least. Um, and this is the type of stuff that makes your portfolio so much more interesting to me as a consumer where like, mm. yes, I'm going to subscribe to you for stranger things. And, and, and you know, there are other TV shows that I enjoy black mirror, etc. But having these like smaller indie releases pop up every few months would go a long way for me. Yeah. We were um, seriously lacking that in 2019, like as strong as the genre was um, Netflix was at its probably weakest. Um, in, on in the film front, of, in terms of films, yeah, yeah, I completely agree. Um, yeah. But yeah, I want to, I want to hear what you you thought of this movie. Yeah, I mean, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. I think, um, as you said, the first kind of twenty minutes were absolutely fantastic. Just seeing mm. kind of um, so Mickey and Jules. I wanted more of that. <laughs> yeah, and kind of, I, I kind of, you know, you know that the homeowners are going to arrive, and mm. kind of when they arrive, I was kind of like disappointed to begin with because i was like oh you know and yeah. then suddenly um jeffrey donovan i'm forgetting what his character name is in the film but he he is fantastic as well like it's, yeah. it can't be underplayed how good he is the the mm. accent and the 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 mustache and the way he looks and he just sounds the way like he's straight he, out like django unchained doesn't he, he really <laughs> he really does and like um he's he's so unhinged and i like um him and his wife are both very unhinged but in different ways you know mm. you can see the cracks forming on her almost instantly you know she she's holding this uh baby that that's clearly <laughs> not a baby yeah. um and and like you, you already know that like she's not right and he's obviously not right as well but his cracks don't show straight away and i found his character very interesting mm. as the movie went on um i kind of yeah, it, it lost me a little bit towards the end where I felt like even though this movie isn't long, I kind of felt like because it's quite simplistic and it doesn't, there's never like a moment where it tries to scale up to be something else, you know. No, there, there most like, of it is in this one location. Yeah, and like most of it is, uh, you know, like I mentioned uh, Don't Breathe, for example. Well, Don't Breathe is a lot of cat and mouse, whereas mm. this film doesn't have a whole lot of cat and mouse. In fact, you mostly have the four characters knowing where everyone is for most of yeah. the movie. And so... Um, a lot yeah, of characters I, just restrained and being talked to. Yeah. 
And so it never, it never like lost me, but it definitely dipped that kind of enjoyment level a little bit. Um, but by the end, it picked back up. And overall, yeah, it's a real good movie um, in terms of these kind of dark comedy horrors that we have seen. Um, it's right up there with my favorites. You know, I mm. think, um, you know, uh, it's really hard to draw comparisons to some of these. But, you know, we've seen like Babysitter and 68 Kill mm. and stuff like that. And I don't feel at home in this world anymore. And all of these things. And they were all really enjoyable for different reasons. I think yeah. this one was more fun than than almost yeah. any of the other ones and kind of tight because it was much more of a simple premise like when you talk about 68 kill it started to get very silly and almost yeah. too silly this movie <laughs> never got too silly and like for example um one of the few later on cat and mouse scenes sees kind of like jules and mickey separated and kind of like the way that comes together was so comedically perfect. Oh, but yeah, that was also, awesome. But also did not seem dumb and out of place. No. And like, was, it, that was really well written. It was, it was really fine. tense. It, it was really tense, but it also made me smile and laugh. It made me mm. scream at the TV, like, don't do it. <laughs> it just literally ticked every box. And like, mm. for that moment alone, it kind of elevates itself above a lot of these other movies. Um, I think like, um, when you kind of scratch that kind of comedy horror side of it, I guess kind of like um, Serial Killer's Guide to Life also comes into that, which I thought was fantastic mm. from last year and obviously just dropped. Um, and I think kind of yeah, dropped on demand. And um, I think that's a better horror movie. And this is this is a better comedy. And mm. like, because obviously, they, but they both blend those lines. Um, but yeah, like th- I thoroughly enjoyed this. I think it... Um, it's one that I could see myself throwing on again for the laughs and watching with other people. Yeah. Um, because I think this is such an enjoyable watch um, that, and it's an easy watch. Um, yeah. There's nothing that like would ever stop you from wanting to just throw this on to most people. Mm. You know, it's not particularly graphic in any way. It doesn't have any kind of like weird horror stuff. It is like you say, a lot of just basic talking, but it's, it's yeah. very entertaining with these great, characters and the cast really does get to shine in this because mm. it's like i say it's four it's primarily four characters in one location um yeah but yeah I, I agree with what you said where one of my only slight negatives was that i was such a huge fan of when the focus was on just them as a couple and yeah. obviously when it becomes what the movie's about i still really appreciate it but i almost feel like I could have just watched a movie with those two um, because yeah. they were so strong in the kind of like their back and forth in the car alone was so good. Oh, I and know. I thought, I feel like we could have had maybe 20 to 30 minutes of that before they then got to the first kind of roadblock of like, Oh no, the car's out of, you know, gas. Like maybe they would have went to a hotel or something and had other interactions with characters there. Like, yeah, I feel like they could have done more. Kind of um, almost like the, uh, some of these other like, heist gone wrong kind of yeah. in like from dust till dawn part two i don't know why mm. but like that sort of thing where you kind of get like almost half of of a heist movie you know yeah. and, and kind of you know maybe they hit a couple of um gas stations and maybe have a little bit of a run-in with police and get away and then do that but um but yeah, then, it's in the first act when this when this entire film pretty much shows its hand yeah. about what it's going to be yeah because you, you you do forget very early on that they are criminals yeah um which I guess does make them because they're so charismatic and likable that that you instantly flip to on their side, you know, mm. um, you know, very similar to Don't Breathe. You know, at the end of the day, the, the characters in Don't Breathe are all criminals, 
but you flip and start to feel sorry for them quite quickly and root for them. And like, mm. this happens even quicker. And had they have done more crime at the start, would that have, you know, not worked? Um, you know, my only gripe is that I did lose a little bit, you know, in that kind of two thirds part of the film where I'd started to think, okay, you got to ramp up towards a finale. Yeah. Um, you know, so adding length to the movie, I don't know, man. Like, I think they did a good job of this, you know, for, for, how simple this premise is, I don't think they could have played out much more without it feeling long. Mm. Um, because, yeah, they really, like, ultimately by the end of this movie, they really don't try to go anywhere spectacular. And I think, you know, I can see why they kept it simplistic, but I I probably put it in the, um, you know, mark it down box when I start to get to, you know, really critiquing it and looking at the wins and losses. Because I think, like... I would have liked it to have took, I don't know what, but a bit more of a risk for the final act. Because yeah. I felt like that final act did end on a little bit of a kind of, okay, that was quite, you know, straightforward almost um, mm. as an ending. But but yeah, overall, a real solid package. And I think, yeah, I think how this isn't picked up by an on-demand service right now just blows my mind. You know, it's screaming for Netflix to pick it up. This is yeah. what Netflix desperately needs right now, something like that. Yeah, this. it'd be so good, I think, just to throw on there. Um, mm. But yeah, well, one other note that I really want to mention with this movie, um, obviously I talk a lot about one of my biggest pet peeves in horror <laughs> movies, yeah. um, Idiot Cops. Um, yeah. So on my radar this week, does this movie pass the test or not? Um, this movie passed the test in flying colours for me. Yeah. Um, I absolutely adored the way they portrayed police in this movie. Um, it was like, all right, weren't you? It, it was he literally acted like an actual police officer would um which is desperately what these movies need um they don't need to overcomplicate it they don't need to just have him be a complete fucking moron like 99 percent of movies do um he you know uh, this is slightly spoilery but yeah a, a police officer is like around at a certain point and he asks questions that he should answer ask and you know he investigates as much as he should and then ultimately he does get called away to do his job which is always like it's an easy writing thing to put in there, but I'm totally fine with it because it gets you that fun, like tense moment. I, of like, oh, will he discover something? I um, felt like the only thing where they almost went too far was he ends up going down to the basement. Yeah. And I felt like it was a bit odd that he intruded into their house that much and like yeah. chose that as an avenue. They just without... wanted that dramatic moment to, <clears> to then be yeah. like, oh, the call they, comes they in. Needed, so he has there to needed leave. to be like a noise or something because he was just like, oh, basement, that's spooky. And just like <laughs> yeah. went there and I just kind of needed something to get him to the basement. But yeah, mm. he, you know, it was he was not a dumb cop, which was I thought you'd appreciate that. Oh yeah, no. Like I was literally like, once I start to it's cringe internally end. when uh, when a police officer appears because I know yeah. that I'm gonna have to talk shit about it. And then the second he was like actually reasonable with everyone, I was like, oh my god, this is awesome. Um, and also like one of my favorite moments of comedy in the entire movie was when he was exiting the house. Yeah. And um, Jeffrey's character just has to put his hand over the bullet hole on the wall. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, I just love that. It was so the, awesome. Jeffrey's character doing that whole thing because kind of like he's catching up with what his wife has done to like make things kind of look like normal and so he's yeah. like 
looking surprised, <laughs> trying to act cool. And every time the, the police officer like looking the other way, he's like, what is going on? Like, yeah. And he's just like trying to catch up. Like, where can we go? What is safe right now? Because yeah, clearly not as all what, what, what it seems for the police officer in that house. Yeah. Um, Their first interaction yeah, as well. Time. when he's obviously he's there <laughs> to be like, Oh, you know, a criminal's car has been found really close mm. to your house. Have you seen anyone? Yeah. And he's like, no. And then he's like, Oh, so why is your, uh, why is your door completely smashed in? Like it's been broken yeah. into. <laughs> he's like, Oh, yeah. I was just moving some furniture through like i just loved all of that back and yeah. forth as well yeah it, it really you know i think that's where this movie is at its strongest it's writing the writing mm. is so solid and yeah. obviously the performances that we spoke about a lot but you can't get those performances that that get to this level without solid writing as well yeah and so yeah, yeah they're this movie really is well extremely well written yeah it all all four of them yeah were fantastic and all of them kind of you you instantly knew who they were you know we spoke about at the start of this movie during that heist we we know who mickey and gloria uh, jules are um <laughs> oh gloria that was his wife's name wasn't it the other one yeah. um but yeah when the husband and wife uh turn up you pretty much um know what they are like i say how unhinged they are what type of characters they are almost again from 30 seconds in you mm. know we don't need like this we we get backstory to them but we almost don't need that we've we're pretty much piece or at least i'd pretty much piece all of that together just from the nuggets they've given me yeah which i thought was fantastic um so yeah and and yeah there's just some real funny scenes in this movie there's kind of a dinner table scene which just is is just kept making me laugh and just the mm. way that they were forced to eat and just kind of i mean the way scars gone played this he was just pretty much everything he did made me smile and laugh yeah like, he was just hilarious in this movie. Um, I really didn't know he had that side to him mm. because it was just everything in his face. And it was like, um, you know, it wasn't over the top, but it was hilarious. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not yeah. like this kind of, you know, I don't know, Jim Carrey, Adam Sandler, whatever, kind of show my age there. But like, you know, the these kind of, you know, over the top slapsticky pulling faces for the camera type thing. Mm. But he was like... You know, he he was hilarious, but in a much more subdued way that that kept the movie, you know, going as well. But yeah, yeah. And, and obviously, like Maker, um, Micah, what's her name, Micah, Micah Monroe, Monroe, I think. Yeah, um, she was also just like hilarious, and like the it was weird because when one of them was on camera, they had my full attention. The second it went on to the other one, I was like, Jesus Christ, they're as like charismatic and fantastic. Yeah. So yeah, it was fascinating. Um, Definitely, I guess. One of the things I was going to ask you about what what about that camera shot, man? The the hair, the 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 car wash. Oh yeah, <laughs> what was it's that all bu- about? It was bizarre, wasn't it? How they filmed that, like. Yeah. It was such a weird little thing that they put into the movie, and I was like, okay, this is like a cool little camera thing. Um, <laughs> it lasted for so long. Yeah, like they were very proud of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it was impressive. You you kind of basically for those that haven't seen the movie, kind of Jules does this thing where she drapes her long blonde hair like over, but she's like on top of Mickey and she drapes it over him. So then they almost have like this tunnel vision where her yeah. blonde hair like um, blocks, out, sort everything blocks out everything, but it's very bright. And so they they somehow captured that as a point of view camera shot from like Mickey and Jules, and um, it was very interesting. It was it was bizarre, but, mm. but very cool. Um, and they they clearly knew that they'd done something cool because they used it a fair bit. But yeah, I, I, yeah, it, it it was very interesting. 
Yeah, I was going to say as well before, we might want to throw up a, a spoiler warning, or if not, if we can talk about it without spoiling it. But like, what did you actually make of the actual ending itself? Um, kind of like the last pretty much two final scenes. Um, yeah, well, I think I think that's where I fell a little bit disappointed, is that it kind of, it wasn't the most satisfying ending. It felt, it felt rushed, I think. Mm. It kind of... Um, it's one of those things where um, I, I don't think I'm going into spoilers here, but with you know the, the Jeffrey's character, we can we he kept like saying throughout the movie like you don't want to see my like other side boy and like this is me calm and all of this stuff, mm. and we never really got to see him go like um, you know Patrick Bateman like do you know what I mean like full psycho and yeah. um, I I, I kind of wanted that and it felt like we were leading up to that moment and I kept thinking like we're running out of runtime here and then we never really got that. And it kind of, it all just, I, I mean, it, I guess it was kind of reasonably real worldy that these things just happen very quickly. Yeah. But, but I felt it was a little bit anticlimactic and yeah, like probably coming out of this movie, my strongest criticism probably is like that, it, that the ending isn't all that solid. And it probably just shows how much I enjoyed this movie that I normally, you know, I'm a, I'm a guy that likes to finish a movie with a big, you know, big satisfying ending. You know, we we spoke a lot about Doctor Sleep earlier mm. last year. That was one of our favorite movies of the year, but we kind of ragged on it quite a bit because of the ending. And I mm. think like um, for some reason, although I didn't massively love this ending, I, I kind of in my mind gave it a fairly significant pass because I just enjoyed the rest of the movie so much. But looking back, yeah, it was a disappointment for me. I don't know how yeah. it was for you. Yeah, like, I thought it was... I, I think I will want to throw up a spoiler warning. Um, okay. Well, should we go into our do... recommends then, and then we'll go into spoiler a little bit? But yeah. I, mean, I guess we do recommend this, so... Yeah, I definitely recommend it. Like mm. I say, it's uh, available to obviously buy uh, digitally right now, and mm -hmm. obviously it's not on a streaming platform. Hopefully, yeah. it would in the future. But I, I definitely think it's worth seeking out on its own. Definitely, um, and I think watch, watch with normies, watch with friends because this mm. is a fun time, you know. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Um, so yeah, uh, last spoiler warning. Um, yeah, yeah. Just the actual ending itself with her obviously leaving with the girl. Um, mm. We we had seen early on like her the the couple had had this <clears> conversation <throat> where their great plan was that they want to go to Florida. Yeah, they want to live on the beach she's, and she's, yeah, she's, she's, she's. <laughs> exactly. Easy for us to say. Yeah, um, on the beach. Uh, to me, that was missing uh, one element, which is the when we first saw that it was just them. And so then when we see her live that life, but now she's just replaced her boyfriend with like basically an adopted daughter. Yeah. It felt off to me. I feel like had the original vision always been that they wanted to settle down and have a family. Um, I feel like that to me would have been more justified because I, I feel like you can't really replace the love of a partner with yeah. like caring for a child. To me, those are like two different things. Um, so to me that didn't add up perfectly where i was like i get that you want to have this nice perfect bow on this ending of like right he died but she gets to live a happy life um but i would have almost liked if they were even though they are a young couple but i still would have liked if they would have maybe if she always because they already have this thing of she wants to constantly have sex with him maybe <laughs> uh, tie that in with she wants to get pregnant um yeah. and have that as an element as well um and i feel like that would have maybe justified the actual final shot of the movie a bit more yeah. to me anyway i, I actually was all right with it mm. um i kind of in my mind um jules is quite 
naive and doesn't have like a bigger picture so the second they got out of there she just continued with what her vision was anyway yeah like she she didn't have any you know they're not they're not these master criminals with all these ideas and mm. i also just felt like I, I was reasonably satisfied and happy that they got this happy ending so it was more the the kind of um you know mickey and the dad character kind of face off and how that crescendoed so quickly yeah um i kind of wish that had gone on more and like I say, to actually see the dad character kind of, um, you know, become more, uh, you know, psycho. And also to see, you know, for, for Mickey, it just kind of seemed like it was a dumb sacrifice. Yeah. You know? and, it, and it's kind of, uh, I think this might be my pet peeve that I'm going to go with. Like yours <laughs> is the dumb cops. Like I hate a pointless sacrifice. Oh, I do. Like, well, they're so I, bad. I place a pretty significantly high value on my life. <laughs> like and um you know there are there are very few scenarios where you would do something like that but let alone this where he is five feet away from him in the car i was thinking to myself mickey what are you, like if i was thinking to myself if this kills the dad character i'm gonna be pissed because i'm like mm. what you know real you know we're all right we're in film world but he is <laughs> A few feet away, realistically, is he killing him there? Like, yeah, what speed is that like, yeah, yeah. saloon he's, car going to pick up? five feet away in a saloon car. The <laughs> other guy has a gun pointed at his torso. I'm like, this is only going to end one way, Mickey. I know you're not that intelligent, but... Also, he could try... You can, like, you can slam your foot on the gas and, and hold duck. a steering wheel straight yeah. and duck. <laughs> like, yeah. it's not yeah, that... Because, once again, he's five feet away. Yeah, so yeah. I, just, I just kind of... It really felt pointless... Um, and well, it, once he got shot, you know, I was just saying to myself, please, I hope this isn't how he died. And yeah. then the fact that he did die from that, I was disappointed. Yeah. So it definitely like when we talk about good writing, I think, yeah, that that is actually pretty poor. And, and yeah, it is. A, it is a big knock on the movie. And, and to be honest, it's probably what doesn't elevate it into that upper echelon is that it mm. did leave that real sour taste. And um, I kind of. After that, I, I kind of like the way that um, Gloria came out and kind of is just so unhinged and like hugging mm. her husband and talking about going away that kind of Jules just walked off with the girl and was like, she's done. Like, yeah, I'm glad they didn't have her. to like fight her or anything. Yeah. So like, I kind of appreciated that and I, and I wasn't like down on the ending, but for mm. me, it was the way Mickey went out and for a character that I loved so much to go out in such an unsatisfying way definitely does sour the experience uh, a bit for me. Yeah. Like, to me, it just felt easy where it was like, mm. okay. And at that point, it then felt obvious once you do see the kind of future oh, yeah. forward oh, a it bit, very, yeah. it felt like, oh, okay, you clearly wanted her to just be with the daughter. And yeah. it's like, I don't think it would have took it away from it if it was the three of them. Right. Like, I don't know. Like, exactly. It was, and, as yeah. I, and as I said, it, it just doesn't really take a risk. You know, it does play mm. it reasonably safe. And so, yeah, I just think like, yeah, trying to do something there, um, you know, I would I would have quite liked it if it, if they almost did like the troll death, you know. So like he's just been like shot in the chest and just kind of like gets taken away with him. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, something like that where he you know you kind of get that reveal. You have that moment because it was a good moment when kind of the dad character confronts Jules and obviously the the kidnapped girl has her moment and he's all like fucked up and that from being hit from three feet away in a car. Um, mm. And like, I, I enjoyed all that scene and I would have quite liked like, as they walk away, like uh, Mickey to shout like, you know, you're going to take me guys. And like, you know, he can gets dragged along as well or whatever. Yeah. I'm also like, I feel like that car could have still been like 
driven. Like, yeah. <laughs> couldn't she have just like moved Mickey's corpse over a bit and like carried on? Like, yeah, yeah. People place no value on the corpses as well in these horror movies. You know, no. I'm like, really come on, you just left him in the car. Like, you love <laughs> this guy. Yeah, you just left him um, there to rot. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, ending aside though, great film. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That's not like, do I don't, it. I don't hate it either. I oh, just no, think I it. Like, I agree with you. It was a, it to me, it was cheap, and it was, it yeah. only served because yeah. they wanted to have her with the girl in yeah. Florida. Like I, I say, it, it only, it soured me a little bit. It's not the strongest of endings, but this movie is still all round tight, and even yeah. nothing angered me in the ending either. No. You know? It was a, like you say, thoroughly enjoyable movie for what it was. And mm. yeah, it's great. Like I've yeah. kicked off 2020 and I was like, I haven't seen a bad film yet, which is awesome. No, I know. No, I know. Long may <laughs> continue. Keep it going. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was our discussion on villains. We will take a short break and we will be right back. So yeah, that's that's pretty much it for this week. Um, mm. Like we said uh, before, uh, we I think we have an empty week uh, next week, so hopefully mm. we're checking out Parasite before we finally return fine. to the cinema. Um, yeah. For The Grudge, which will be interesting. That'll um, be something. Yeah, that will. I've heard lots of buzz about that. Oh wait, <laughs> no, I've heard nothing. Yeah, um, yeah <clears throat> the silence has been deafening on that one. It has indeed. Um, but yeah, I guess we've both really been watching a lot over the kind of Christmas break. Um, mm. And it's difficult to kind of decipher if there's anything worth talking about on the show. I will briefly mention that um, I saw Knives Out last week, and that was good. Um, really oh, yeah. enjoyed that. Yeah, really fun movie. Um, not what you'd expect either. Like, it's a lot. Like, it's just fun. It's really, it's a really fun movie. Um, okay, so yeah. yeah it, it was one of those, I just didn't know whether it was going to jump the shark in it. They, everyone looked like such yeah. a parody that I wasn't quite sure whether it would be too much or not. All of, all of those, like, weird looks and lines um kind of readings are all in the trailer mm. yeah. <laughs> the actual movie itself is very uh, has a different tone i think okay. and i think it serves a really good purpose and like the lead kind of free characters that because like it's got an insane cast but a lot of those huge name <clears throat> actors in the trailer aren't really in the movie that much it's kind okay. of like free characters who i won't say who they are but yeah um yeah really i really enjoyed it it's a fun movie okay. um nice. But yeah, and then kind of on the TV front, uh, watch that Witcher on Netflix. Oh yeah. Um, did you watch all of that? Uh, no, I'm struggling. <laughs> all right. How, many, how far did you get? I'm like just watched two so far. Oh wow. Okay. Like, I thought you'd watch yeah. more. Now. No, I want to get back into it, but um, it just I I just ended up getting a bit confused about what's going on, all these characters and places, and I don't know yeah. the rules like. Mm. I was like, oh, okay, so there's magic and all of this stuff. It was all, it kind of throws you in at the deep end. And yes, I it does. I didn't appreciate it. It throws um, you in at the deep end and it continues to do that throughout the entire season. Yeah. Like, I can't sit here and say now I've seen the whole season, like, oh yeah, everything makes perfect sense because mm. they go back and re-show you certain scenes a lot with like different perspectives. Um, I will say as well, like, I don't consider this a spoiler, but there is massive time jumps back and forth a lot. Mm. Um, so like everything that you've seen in the first couple of episodes probably aren't coinciding with each other in the same timeline. Um, yeah, you know, I, 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 assumed, I assumed that might be the case from episode one actually um yeah but also i don't know how i feel about cavill like <laughs> the way the way he talks like i know that's what um that's what he sounds like in the games and everything but like i know cavill at this point and i feel like it's 
it's almost like the Bale Batman. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's almost to that where I'm like, you know, I kind of wanted Cavill to come through a bit more in the performance. Um, yeah, he hardly but, gets to do anything. And I feel like it's one of those yeah. ones where pretty much anyone could do that role. Like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Such You've got such a banging, like, awesome, like, actor that, that, like, could can be so much more than that. And he's very one-dimensional. Yeah, because one of the, one of his traits as a Witcher is like he can't fall in love, and like that in itself is a weird one where he's not really supposed to show emotions. Like you have a character who can't show emotion that well. Like that's just if you wrote that in anything, you'd be like that's a bad character because then they can't show the audience anything. Yeah. So he is very one dimensional. Um, but I still like his performance overall. I did I enjoyed the show quite a bit actually. I liked mm-hmm. the world build, and I definitely want to watch it again once. Uh, season two we know is coming for sure um and it is one that like man there's so many city names places family names regions um like say the rules like (laughs) i need to is like that game of thrones where like okay you have to invest a lot of time into it um but i think it's worth it because i think it's i think it has some really interesting characters i enjoyed most of the episodes i think towards the end it slowed down a bit and then it kind of it sets up so much for a season two where like it doesn't have a satisfying ending at all mm. because you know it's just going to be a, a massive continuation of this insane story that is you know a shit ton of books video games all this different stuff that they're pulling from um yeah. but for like a season one of a netflix show i really really enjoyed it and i think it's only going to get better considering you know it was a massive success for netflix like people have been watching the hell out of the show yeah um and i do think i'm, I'm like, going to get back on it yeah um i think one of my biggest criticisms is some of these netflix shows i quite like to multitask with yeah and like i cannot do that with the witcher <laughs> no you can't it needs, everyone like, speaks so quietly as well yeah. you almost want to put subtitles on when i yeah. watch it and they, and they kind of like are saying these terms that you're meant mm. to know but i don't know so that's why it moves so fast that i have to pay full attention to it i'm almost like i concentrate more watching those two episodes than i have almost anything yeah the stuff we review for the podcast oh, yeah, like, no, you have to yeah. like you, you'll just lose track otherwise <clears throat> yeah especially the later um, ones like i say because it's jumping around in time as well you're like definitely. wait what is this before or after the last yeah. episode yeah, but it's, yeah. you know, I really enjoyed it though. I'd recommend it. Yeah. Um, I guess I just got a couple of little things I was going to touch upon. Um, mm. I did watch me a big Arrow release over Ooh, Christmas break. I watched me some Robocop. Oh, nice. Finally, you know, Robocop that is finally with lovely. us. Um, it, it was real good. Um, and Robocop, man, what, what fucked up movie that is. Like, <laughs> I have like almost <laughs> next to no memory of Robocop. Yeah, like I had quite a lot of memories and obviously, um, what is it, three Robocop movies? Don't ask um, me. But, you know, there's definitely a sequel anyway. And like I seem to remember a lot more about the other movies and, and right. almost almost kind of blend in a bit of it. I feel like as a kid, that was our, um, we used to just love sequels to movies. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think Terminator just, 2, Hills you of just kind of like <laughs> chuck these things on. And like I remember like... Um, because because it's all to do with like um oh christ where the hell is it like seattle or something oh where the fuck is it anyway um it's um you know in this kind of city that that's kind of been overrun by crime and drug and kind Mm. of drugs and kind of like the you know these certain types of drugs that like these new super drugs that are driving people crazy and like um you know the, the police are being taken over by a corporation basically and they create this robocop and it's just but it's so it's so violent like it fascinates me it fascinated me watching the movie because i was like um when they i feel like when they um uh like pitched this to movie executives they kind of said along the lines of you know the the movie you know the city's overrun by crime corporations taken over police force they create this robot you know and all this stuff like that 
and everyone was like oh, okay that's quite a cool sci-fi type thing you know we've got all these sci-fi movies out let's let's green light it and then the psychopaths that made this movie made one of the most violent bloodiest like <laughs> versions of that they possibly could which i respect the hell out of mm. um and i can't imagine like what uh the, the the first cut of this movie like when people watch it like jesus christ like what have you done like <laughs> they honestly like um characters get like just shotgun down and their arms get blown off and like it's it's so violent and bloody that i'd completely forgot about that side of it yeah and um <clears throat> arrow did a great job of that there's a giant booklet in it and one of the things that it went into great detail on was the um version that came out on like american cable tv years later and like how it was censored and it almost sounds like the movie was 20 minutes long yeah there's like there's just complete scenes that are missing there's things that are spliced there was dialogue that was re-recorded and dubbed over for swear words it just sounds fantastic and i I guess a lot of people grow grew up with that version as well (laughs) yeah exactly you know and it was just um they showed like some of the, um, I was it in a, I don't think I watched, maybe I did watch like a documentary as well, but there's like, there's like comparisons of like the footage of like when the arm gets blown off and instead <laughs> it's just been completely recut. So you just see the character fall backwards and you don't <laughs> see their arm and like their missing arm and stuff. And right. yeah, it was just, it was just like, that was amazing in itself. And yeah, it was, it was a real good arrow presentation. And, and yeah, it's fun to revisit this movie that I've seen like a, yeah, we saw a hell of a lot when we were young, but probably haven't seen it since I was like a kid. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't <laughs> like remember anything about it. it at all. Yeah, yeah, it's worth watching, man. Like, yeah, it's so violent it. and bloody. It's, it's it's weird, man. But yeah, yeah. so that was cool. Um, and and um, yeah, the other thing I was just going to touch upon is is one of those video games. Yeah. Um, just because I played a bit of a horror game that um, we haven't spoken about before, but I right. played um, Plague: A Tale of Innocence. Oh yeah um and it was it was a fun dark kind of video game that that um had a Did real finish it? yeah yeah so it had a real interesting story it's kind of set in um revolution paris time and or france time and kind of um follows this kind of sister and brother who have been kind of they're on the run they've got like the 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 revolution after them and they've kind of been they've they kind of haven't got a great relationship and they get thrown together and as that's going on there's also a plague that's like ravaging paris or ravaging france and um you kind of have to get you know you, these two characters you have to it's it's kind of a stealth game pretty mm. much always because if guard or like these plague rats get to you you you're fucked you can't fight and so it's it's very stealthy. It's, it's it's a fun. It's got fun gameplay. It has some very interesting kind of mechanics that you don't that I've never done before in a video game that have been that were fun. Some of them quite out there. Some of them work a lot. Some of them don't. But I appreciate the ambition. And overall, it was quite a fun, just like dark kind of gothic ish kind of horror tale. And yeah, something that I appreciate quite a bit. It was something that flew completely under the radar for me. Mm. and just decided to randomly pick up and it was like a fun you know dark video game that yeah i I definitely get behind and it's worth it's worth having a little look at yeah i saw some things about it like a few comparisons to not obviously as strong but with the last of us with like kind of two characters yeah um because and it's all to do with them building that bond and obviously Mm. it was the father-daughter bond in last of us you know whereas this is a real life 
not real life, but real brother and sister bond um, that isn't strong at the start of the movie. Um, the the boy is is unwell, um, and so his parents have kind of they spend their entire efforts looking after him. So the daughter is kind of resentful towards him, and then when she gets thrown with him and having to protect him, it's kind of that resentful protection. And eventually, you get that bond. And yeah, it was super satisfying. By the end of the movie, a uh, movie. By the end of the game, I I thought it had a real satisfying ending, and yeah, I, mm. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah, it sounds very. It's got cool. a distinct style as well. You know, it's very mm. visually quite different to what you see. Um, and this kind of plague mechanic with the rats—you get like these swarms that you have to kind of try to navigate through. And it's—it's it's just yeah, it's it's out there, man. It's different. And yeah, yeah it, it was it looked cool. really cool. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, I was going to mention briefly as well, there's one other TV show that I've started. So I've only watched the first two episodes, um, so I'll talk about it more kind of when I've seen them all. Um, but I finally started Watchmen, um, oh, yeah. which was a massive one from last year. Like, like from the get-go, I was intrigued by it because it looked really cool and wanted to check it out. And yeah, so far, so good. I think it's really, wow. really strong. Um, similar with Witcher, where they're setting up a lot because they're setting up this entire mythology of this world. Uh, you know, there's a lot of different rules and, and kind of what's going on in this world that's different to ours um one of the coolest things like straight away like one of the pretty much from the opening scene is that police in this world because of all the attacks on police uh, are, are now anonymous um right. so they wear these like blacked out masks and um that's kind of what the the main concept of the show is and i think that's such a cool idea where like there's all this the, the attacks have been so horrible on police that they have to be anonymous and um i think they're doing some really cool stuff without those like already people where you're like oh are they going to be revealed to be police and stuff like mm. that um and yeah there's like already these weird little sci-fi elements um damon lindelof is like the main writer for nice. the show um and yeah like it's it's really awesome like a visual style is great as well and the acting is exceptional so yeah i'm only two episodes in i think there's nine um mm. but yeah like i only heard great things about it and so far i really like it so uh yeah like hbo in general were killing it last year for tv so i'm, I'm yeah. sure this is going to be very good um but yeah i'll talk about it obviously once i've watched more of it um but yeah, that's pretty much it for this week. Um, like we said before, probably Parasite next week. So that's going to be interesting. Mm, um, good times. Like, what's interesting about this one is obviously uh, seeing it a lot in the news lately um, with the kind of uh, awards stuff. Um, mm. But to me, I know that it's, you know, horror adjacent, I guess, is the best way to describe it because yeah. it's on some people's list. But in terms <clears throat> of what the horror is, and I guess I could grasp something from the title, but maybe that's a um you know a red herring like i don't know anything about this movie pretty much yeah you know i know it's a korean movie that's done really really well um and that's about cool, it cool little poster as well right okay um i haven't even seen that so like oh, that yeah. alone okay. like i'm i'm pumped for this movie um i'm very excited because like, again it's rare these days that like i think it's because of the fact that it's from a different country and stuff i haven't been like littered with trailers or anything like there's been like mm. no i say we've not seen any trailers for this in the uk yeah. anyway um so you it's kind to... of like a little mystery I want. I kind of. I think you should check out the poster at some point because, like, it's do. it's very intriguing. There's. I've got. I, I, I'm looking at it now. I've. I've probably got about eight questions. Uh, <laughs> it really intrigues me. But but what I really like about it, and I guess we'll we will touch back on this next week, is that mm. it's filled me with so many questions and intrigue, and I don't feel like it spoiled anything for me. Right. Um, <laughs> it's interesting. Like, I wonder if it's got anything to do with the film. Because <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. obviously you never know with these posters. It's like they just create images, and yeah, yeah. you never know. It's but... very cool. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it yeah it's, it's awesome obviously like these are all still new movies especially for us but obviously we're not kicking them off with like the 
the brand new 2020 releases but these are still to me like ones that i've been super excited for yeah definitely yeah this is definitely one of those and then yeah we've got the grudge to look forward to so i'm sure actual 2020 is not going to disappoint us um Mm. but uh, yeah that was episode 179 uh thanks for listening as always and we'll see you again very soon see you later everyone Cause I never could, and how could I start that?